Hi, this is Kate Brubaker from International Desserts Blog, and you're listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to Eat Blog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave Eat Blog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Hey there, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in your business. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 281. Today, Kate is here joining me on the mic today. She is going to talk to us about how to grow your email subscriber list by hundreds in five days or less by hosting a free bundle. Kate is the founder and owner of International Desserts Blog, a side hustle she turned into a full-time income in late 2020. She makes it easy for home bakers to travel the world from their kitchens, level up their baking skills, and get more oohs and ahs from family and friends. For Kate, baking and dessert making is more about having fun, challenging herself, sharing joy, being a lifelong learner than creating a picture-perfect product. Hey, Kate, so good to have you back here for your second Eat Blog Talk interview. I always love talking to you. Thank you for joining me today. And yeah, before we get into our talk, which is going to be amazing, why don't you give us a second fun fact about yourself? Sure. And I'm really excited to be back. It's always fun talking with you. So my fun fact is that I have a PhD in German applied linguistics. Oh, okay. You have to explain what that is. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) (laughs) It basically means I spend many, many years learning all about linguistics and how people learn uh, languages, specifically German. Oh my gosh. And your last fun fact was also about... Germany. So you had two German themed fun facts. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. Okay, let's talk about this because this is something we don't discuss enough here on eBlog Talk. And I think this is going to be a really valuable um, resource and avenue for food bloggers to explore. So free bundles, you have hosted your own free bundle that from my perspective was a wild success. So can you just tell food bloggers what we are talking about, like what a free bundle is, Um, just kind of define it and talk about it just a little bit? Sure. So it's basically a bundle of paid products that are offered for free for a specific amount of time. And that could be um, just a few days. It could be five days. It might even be a little bit longer. And so it's a great way for... um, for your audience and the other people who are part of the bundle for their audience to get to know other bloggers and to get a paid product for free. That explains it perfectly. And I think a lot of us have participated in something like this, but on the receiving end, because there are some like really well-known, like Kate Doster, for example. I know that a lot of people are familiar with her and you're going to talk about her in a bit. Um, but she provides this free bundle a couple times a year. I don't even know how often, but I know a lot of food bloggers have gotten in on that action. And it's from our perspective, it's really valuable because you're getting free content uh, and a lot of it during a really short window of time. Yeah, exactly. And actually, um, I somebody sent me an email for Kate Doster's, I think it was like a business bundle. 
And I thought I was intrigued because it was free. And so I signed up for it and I downloaded a few things. And then I looked, you know, I was just looking at how she did it because I've run three summits previously for a different business that I have. And um, I always had a paid bundle for those summits. And I hadn't thought about doing a free bundle. And so as I was going through how Kate did everything, I thought, oh, I can do this. <laughs> this is so similar to what I've done before. And I loved the idea of doing it for my international desserts blog and doing something more food blog focused. So with something like this, the currency is the email subscribers, right? Like that's mm -hmm. the real right. reason people put these things on because they want to build up their subscriber list. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you saw Kate Doster's business bundle and you were inspired and you were like, okay, I'm going to try this myself. Um, what did you first do to dig into it? Like how hard was it? Can you talk us through the process from start to finish of how you built it up? Yeah. So what I did was, you know, I, I saw Kate's um, bundle first and I thought, okay, I'm going to do this at some point. And that was the spring of 2021, I think. And then about July, June, July, I suddenly had this big dip in traffic. I had a big dip in people signing up for my email list. And I thought, hmm, I need to get creative here because things aren't quite going the way I had planned. And, you know, it's a summer slump. Everybody wanted to finally be out of their house and do things. And I think I also kind of got hit by the Google update around that time. So... I thought, oh, I can do a free bundle. I can try this out. This is the perfect time. So I set the date for the end of August. I wanted to do, I called it the Fresh Start uh, Cooking and Baking Bundle. And I wanted to do something that was, um, you know, kind of like going into a new season. So like a fresh start going into the fall season. And, um, you know, I was really starting from scratch because at that time I didn't really know too many other food bloggers. So I thought, okay, I need to, <laughs> I need to find people to be in this. And I decided to keep the topic pretty open, uh, because I didn't know a lot of other people, you know, who had baking blogs or dessert blogs that had products. So I first went into a Facebook group that I'm part of and um, I pitched the idea to, you know, I said, hey, who wants to be part of this? You know, we can all build our email lists. And I got some people that way. And then um, I met you and I invited you to be in the bundle. And then I started asking um, people, like I asked you, can you recommend anyone? And then I just kept asking people um, who, you know, decided they wanted to join. Can you recommend somebody? Can you recommend somebody? And so I ended up with this really nice uh, group, like this really great group of people who had products that were all complimentary, but not really um, competitive. And it was just a nice, well-rounded bundle. Okay, so it was a very just kind of general theme for you, but that worked well as your first foray into this. Would you do something more specific if you did it again? You know, that's a really good question. And I have thought about it. I think I will for the next one. Actually, I'm planning on doing another one. And I'm going to focus it more on um, baking and dessert making. And so we'll see. I'm really curious to see if it works better to make it more niche or if having something general was a little bit better. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'll have to tell you the results after I do the next okay, one. Okay, to be continued on that answer, right? So we'll maybe talk about that again later. Um, but I would be really curious to hear that because I know that as a home cook and a home baker, you might be intrigued by the more general theme. But I can also see 
being more intrigued by a niche theme. So I, I'm really curious about that. So after that, you kind of established your, you know, your theme, got some people. By the way, I love how you just kept asking people like, hey, do you have a reference? Do you have someone to refer? That is like the best way to get people on board with your project or even just to get to know people. Just keep asking Absolutely. people, especially yeah. people that you like. If you like them, then probably they're likable and they have other awesome people in their network. So I think that's really smart. Um, so what did you do after that? Did you have a lot to do with setting up tech and all of that? Or how did all of that go? You know, it actually, to me, it didn't seem like it was too difficult or that much work. Because like I said, I've run summits before. And those are huge amounts of work. I mean, those take months to plan and implement. So doing this free bundle seemed super easy compared to that. I gave myself a, cu a couple of months. And um, I had that uh, August deadline. And then, um, you know, like during June and July, a lot of people are out. So I basically just spent that time um, coming up with a theme and reaching out to people. And then at the very end of July, that's when I started um, confirming with everybody that they were going to be in it. I got the last few people in um, and I had everybody submit all their information to me in a survey in Airtable. I kept everything organized in Airtable because I used Airtable for everything. And um, so I had everyone submit all their information uh, through Airtable. So I had all that in one place. And um, and then like, you know, when everyone was kind of away during that time in June and July, I was started creating uh, the, the um, sign up page, the download page, I started writing the emails. Um, I wrote a lot or I had a lot of um, copy that the participants could use and they could draw on that and then customize it for their own needs. So I worked on all of those things. And then um, I think it was maybe the beginning of July that, or no, sorry, beginning of August. That's when I really started getting everything finalized. So I created all the graphics, all the images, the promo images, um, got the uh, landing page, the sign up page finished. I got the download page finished. And then, um, and then I started checking in with all the people who were in the bundle. You know, I just kind of kept checking in to make sure everything was on track, make sure they had everything they needed, um, see if I could answer any questions. And then probably a week before it went live, um, I actually went through and tested everybody's page. <laughs> like I went through uh, and tested, smart. went through their entire funnel just to make sure that everything worked really well, tested all the links a bunch of times. And uh, there were a couple little things where, I, you know, I thought, hey, we need to kind of fix this or just alter this a little bit to make it a smoother process. Um, I also started teasing it to my list, I think at the beginning of August, and letting them know that something was coming and giving them a little a few details and what the launch date was. And then, um, yeah, and then the week came when we we launched it, everybody started sending out their emails, and promoting on social. And um, so I just spent the, the week that it was live, I was emailing my list, and then I was emailing the list that, um, you know, the the bundle list, specifically. And so, yeah, it was the process really wasn't, um, you know, wasn't overwhelming or too difficult at all. Yeah, you make it sound so easy. <laughs> and you made it look so easy, too. From my perspective, you were super streamlined, you were so efficient. And you did all of that upfront work for us. So like the 
promo graphics that you mentioned and the copy, like social media copy. And I think you even had templates for emails, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doing that was so helpful for me because like food bloggers are busy and you know, we love doing these sorts of things. Um, it's great to be a part of a bundle and get more email subscribers, but it's also like maybe you didn't necessarily put it in your calendar. So you don't have, you know, like time slotted to spend a ton of time on this. So you doing all of that work upfront made it so easy for me. So it's like a no brainer. Of course, I'm going to do this. I love supporting Kate and I want more email subscribers. So that was kind of my perspective there. Oh, that's great to hear. I'm so happy about that. Yeah. Um, I have a few questions. As you were talking, I came up with a couple. Um, How much time would you say you invested total? Like everything that you talked through, could you put a number of hours to that? Oh, that is such a good question because I did a little bit here and there and here and there over a few months. Um. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and you don't need to answer that if you don't want to, but I'm just curious, like if someone is thinking of doing something like this and they're like, well, if it takes 10 hours of prep, yeah, I'm in. If it takes 40 hours of prep, I'm out, you know, like. Yeah, my gut is saying around 40. It's probably around there. I also, I spent time, like I talked, I I opened it up to anyone who wanted to chat with me just just because I love doing these kinds of chats. And so, um, you know, not including those kinds of chats, probably about 40 hours, I'm guessing, maybe a little bit more. Um, and that doesn't count, that doesn't include what I did during the week of the launch, but that was only probably four, five hours, maybe tops during the week of the launch. And it sounds like those 40 hours that you're talking about are very split up. So it's not like you have to dedicate an entire week to this. It's like over the course of a few months. Yeah, it really was just, you know, a couple hours here, a couple hours there, uh, maybe I spent like one day going through and just getting as much set up as I possibly could, but it it really wasn't very intense at all. And and I think I also spent time like chatting with people. Um, it was so much fun just to get on Zoom. And actually, it was funny because I was talking with one of the participants, and we were we had been talking for forty five minutes or an hour or so before we realized that we lived twenty minutes from each other. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> so that's why it's, yeah, that's why it's so fun to, you know, actually get to know the people who are in your, um, who are in the bundle. And um, another person that I talked to, we found out we graduated the same year, we graduated from high school the same year. And so it's just, it's really fun to get to know people. And one of my goals with this was to build my email list, but I also just really wanted to um, expand my network of food bloggers because my food blog had always just been on the side. It was fun. It made money, but it wasn't my main focus. And, um, and so when I decided that it was going to be more of my main focus, I thought I need to have a community of food bloggers who I can collaborate with and get to know. And so this was a great way to do that. There's no better way to grow your business and your network than to invite people in to really fun projects like this. And it's like you kind of did it out of a necessity, like you needed these people to come into your project and support you and, you know, you support them. But it was like uh, a little bonus, right? Mm-hmm. You get to actually get to know people. Yeah. You find that someone lives really close to you. And now you have a connection forever. Yeah. And it just makes the whole process fun. It really didn't feel like work 
there was maybe, you know, when I was writing the email copy, um, that seemed a little bit like work or when I was um, writing copy just seems like work to me. <laughs> but, um, you know, everything else was just so much fun. It was really enjoyable. It was actually a really great summer project. And um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I would, I would definitely do it again. How many people did you have contribute to your bundle? And what do you recommend for others? I think it was about 10 total. It was about 10. Uh, there was another person who's con- who is going to participate and um, she had some um, like a, an emergency come up. So she wasn't able to. But I think it was right about 10. And I found that to be a good number um, because that made the the number of people that the bundle went out to was pretty big. Um, but it wasn't so big that it was overwhelming to manage on my end. And I also think it's good for um, the people who are signing up to access the materials. You know, you want to have enough that there's a good variety, a good selection, but you don't want too many that, you know, that it's so that it's just overwhelming. Um, I actually signed up for a free bundle a couple months ago and they had like, I don't know, it was some huge number, like 50 (laughs) or something like that. Oh, wow. 75. I don't know. It was this gigantic number. And it took me a really long time to go through and even decide what I wanted. And it was great that there was such a big selection, but I started get, getting confused as to what I was downloading and, you know, and I thought, okay, this is way too many. So I'd say 10 is a good number. You could even go up to 20, but um, personally, I would keep it in the range of like 10, 15. But I know other people would probably have a different um depending on their audience and their topic, they might have a different view. I always say like 10 is a good number for anything. I always, I don't know, that's just kind of my number for like filling groups. And I love that you kind of align with that 10 people. Sounds great to me. And you're right, like 50 is way too overwhelming for me. I would be really flustered trying to sort through that much information, but that's probably just a personal preference. I don't know. Let's take a really quick minute here to talk about my new favorite keyword research tool that I am finding so much success with and want to share about it with you. Rank IQ is a custom keyword library packed with keywords that are easy to rank for and that also have high search volume. With the ups and downs that come along with core updates and algorithm changes, food bloggers need to tap into steady traffic that is going to grow over time. Here are a few of my favorite things about Rank IQ. One, it saves me a ton of time. I can get a new post kicked out in two hours or less. Two, I know exactly how fast something will rank based on the competition score and the time to rank score. Three, I'm no longer guessing about how successful a keyword will be before spending hours writing about it. Go to rankiq.com to sign up and see for yourself how awesome and powerful this tool is. I hope you love it as much as I do. Rankiq.com. Well, initially you think the more the better because you're just thinking about the number of people that it will go out to. But you have to think about the user experience too. You know, if you're going to a page and you're looking and you see there are 25 different things, you might just say, I can't shoot, I can't decide. I don't think I want to do any of this. Because with a free bundle, you don't sign up and get everything. The way that it works is the, the user signs up and then they get access to the download page. And then they go in to, they decide, I want this one, this one, and this one. And then they go in and actually sign up for each of those items. That way, um, that cuts down on the work on the um, the person who's leading it. But then you're guaranteed that, that those people will get those email addresses. 
So each person has a different way of signing up. And, you know, because that's different, people might stop signing up. (laughs) You know, if they do like two or three and they're like, oh, I don't want to do anymore because this is just confusing or this is a complicated process. Um, Or they could just, you know, they might not realize that they have to um, go through that for each person. And you just don't want to create more confusion and make it more difficult. Yeah, easy, right? Make it easy for everybody. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. And that was something that we saw was the, the, the people who had the easiest sign up tended to get more people to sign up. If it's difficult, um, that's one reason why I went through and tested each one. And also I wanted, if I got questions, um, I wanted to make sure that I had been through the process so that I could give them some tips. Um, you know, if somebody had a problem um, accessing something. That's really smart. So you're not just like deferring to the person, to the contributor. You're like, well, I've actually tested this rigorously and I know that this is what you do. I think that is such Mm -hmm. a smart upfront investment of your time. And I only got a few questions. Um, That was actually something I was really surprised about. I thought that there'd be more questions or more challenges, you know, people saying this didn't work or, you know, that really didn't happen. Everything went very smoothly. But I think it's because of all the work that we all did ahead of time to make sure that it was an easy process for everyone. Well, I didn't hear much from you, so I'm assuming mine was okay. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, yours was great. Okay, perfect. Um, do you consider the size of the audience of your contributors before you ask them? Like if they have a really small audience, does that sway your decision? I do and I don't. You know, I, I, I always have a rule that, you know, just my personal rule that I don't rule people out because they have small lists. Because everybody starts with a small list, right? And and sometimes people who have small lists, sometimes they are so gung-ho to make things happen. And sometimes their list is very, very um, niche and they know their list really well. So I just look at it as the size isn't as important. That said, I want to make sure that we have a range because we do need to get this out to quite a few people. So, um, and this one is great. It just uh, naturally (laughs) just kind of like we had a great range of some people had a bigger list and some people had a smaller list and some people were in the middle. And then, um, you know, some people do really, really well on social media. And so some people said, well, my list isn't very big, but you know, I can do a lot on social media that works for me. And so, um, you know, that's, that's fine for me too. Yeah, that's a great answer. So you mentioned Airtable and that's how you sent out your survey. What are some other tools you use to help you organize and create all of this? I use lead pages because I use lead pages for all of my landing pages and um, it's so easy. So I created the sign up page with lead pages. And then I also had a, the download page. And then um, I use Canva for all of the graphics. I use ConvertKit because that's my email service provider. And so I was able to set up all of the tags and sequences and all of that. And um, Google Docs, that's how I shared all the copy and, um, you know, just a few other things. I think that's where I put all of the... Um, graphics too. And then um, Airtable. And that's it. That's so, I mean, simple, right? I mean, that those yeah. are things that most of us use probably day to day, like swapping ConvertKit out for whatever your email subscriber is. 
um, lead pages, maybe people aren't familiar with as much, but like Canva, Google Docs, and some sort of content organization, it's like really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was super easy. And then for my, um, what I contributed to the bundle, I also use SendOwl. And so um, I had people who wanted to download my ebook, my cookbook, they would just, they would click on the link and then go over to SendOwl and type in their information. And I had it set up where they didn't have to put in a coupon code. So when they clicked, it automatically came up as zero. So they could see the price, but they didn't have to do anything to get it to zero. And they just typed in their name and email, clicked purchase, and then they were immediately taken to download the ebook. So it was super easy. Other people had different things. Like you had, um, you were doing an instant pot class. And tell us about that process, because that worked well too. Yeah, I just had the, I have my course housed in Teachable basically. So I believe what I did was I offered just a coupon code. So you go directly to Teachable, you purchase the class, and then you type, I think it was like free something, whatever, whatever it was, you type it in and then you automatically get access to it. So you have like the modules and access to all the material as you would a normal course. Yeah. So that works really well. Um, I'd say probably half of the people had coupon codes and I just made sure to um, stress in several different places (laughs) that you either needed to, that if it didn't come up as, you know, costing zero that you needed to put in the coupon code. And then on the download page, I made that bold and really big and reminded, you know, click over here and then put in the coupon code. And I, I don't, maybe we had like one or two questions about that, but I don't think anyone really had any problems with that. So that was easy. Yeah. I remember getting one question and we were able to resolve it. So it was Mm -hmm. not a big deal. Yeah. Can we talk about numbers? So how many um, people, like how many users, participants ended up doing this bundle? Yeah. So I have to say, I had no idea how many people we were going to get. And I was hoping for 500. We got, um, it was like right around 1200. I think it was a little over 1200 Whoa. people signed up for the bundle. And um, so I think for this topic, I was really happy with that. You know, I mean, we'll see the next one I do if it's more or less, but um, I was happy with that. So we had 1200 total. Not all, not, you know, not everybody got to add 1200 people to their list because um, everyone signs up for a main bundle list. And then I was emailing those people throughout the week. And then each of us who participated, we all um, added the people who signed up for our specific product. So um, some people had, you know, they added a couple hundred um, to several hundred. And I had, I think I added about between five and 600 people to my list. That's amazing. I know. I think I was trying to remember my number. It was hundreds. I think it was three or 400 or something in there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But that's amazing. And Kate, I have to tell you, you did, you killed it because I've been a part of bundles before (laughs) that were like, I mean, I got like 10 email subscribers or something like that. So I kind of had that expectation that it it wouldn't, I'm sorry, I apologize, but I was like, this is going to, it'll be fine. You know, I'll get a few dozen extra email subscribers. And when you brought in all of those subscribers, I was, I was shocked and so in awe of what you had done. So you did such a good job. Oh, thanks for saying that. I was actually a little bit surprised too. I really wasn't sure. And I was, that was the thing I was the most nervous about 
because I thought, oh no, what if nobody signs up? I'm going to feel so bad. So I was really happy. Um, we actually, somebody wanted to send out an email ahead of time before it opened. So I created a, like a, an early bird list or whatever, and they could sign up there. And I, that, I think they sent that email out on Saturday or Sunday and we had already like 300, I think signed up for that. And so I thought, okay, okay, this is looking good. Yes. <laughs> I'm feeling optimistic about this. And then um, we had a lot more on Monday and then we had more on Tuesday. Wednesday was a little bit slow. Thursday we had some, and then Friday we did another push and we got a lot more. So yeah, I was really, I was really happy with that. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, so impressive. And then the part, the contributors who had products to sell, were they able to tap into um, that uh, the new audience and get their products sold? Yeah. So there were some people who had a tripwire product, and so they gave away one product, and then so then as soon as somebody signed up to download that, then they um, were presented with a tripwire page that they could like you know purchase another related item. Um, like I think somebody had a class, she offered a class, a cooking class, and then for free, and then people went to the tripwire page and they were all able to purchase like a small bundle of related courses for, I don't know, I can't remember how much it was, maybe 30 bucks. I'm not sure if that's correct, but maybe $30. And, um, and other people had some tripwire products. So there were people who, in addition to, um, adding to their email list, they also sold you know, a couple hundred dollars or more worth of products. I didn't do that. I had wanted to do that, but I just didn't have um, another product ready at that point. So I just focused on getting people onto my list. But I think the next time I do it, I will make sure to have a tripwire product. And that's good incentive as the organizer when you're trying to find contributors, right? You can say, if you have products, there's an opportunity here. You could potentially sell as well as building your email mm-hmm. subscriber list. So, right. And you can actually build um, a separate funnel for people who come in, you know, from these free bundles. So if you have a product that you think, okay, I can add this to several different bundles this year, and then you create, um, you know, a really solid email sequence, if you, even if you don't have a tripwire, if you have a really good email sequence, then um, you could, you know, earn more money off that as well. Oh, love that. What would you say were your biggest takeaways from your first bundle that you put together and organized Um, for people who haven't done this yet and who are interested in doing that? What would you tell them as main tips? I would say do it because it, it was just it was so much fun. And I feel like I got a lot out of it in so many different ways. So if you're thinking about it, definitely do it. Um, Kate Doster does have a product, or at least she did. I'm not totally sure that it's available now, but you can check her website to see if she does. Um, and it will take you through the entire process of setting it up and give you all the templates and everything. I didn't purchase that because I have done these bundles before, so I didn't feel like I needed that. But if you're starting from scratch, you can um, definitely go check that out. But I would say definitely uh, just go for it. <laughs> Do it. Give yourself a couple of months and set a deadline and then do it. Um, Another thing I would say is ask participants to recommend other people. I think that was one thing that made this really successful. And, you know, partly because it was easier for me to find people, but 
when somebody recommends somebody else and then I go to them and say, hey, so-and-so recommended you, you know, I feel good about it. They feel good about it. And I felt like we were a more of a, the group just felt a little bit more um, engaged because they knew that there were other people that they knew who were par- who participating. Uh, the next thing I would suggest is to have everybody, you know, kind of apply. You might say, um, I would love to have you in the bundle. Can you send your information? I'm going to be uh, finalizing the bundle participants um, on this certain date. So that way you can make sure that you have a well-rounded bundle and you don't have like, you know, very competitive um, products or um, make sure that you have people with different um, size email lists or, you know, different social media. You don't want to end up with, you know, everybody who has a list of 100 or something. Um, And then the third one is related to that, but don't rule out people with smaller lists. If somebody does have a small list or, or if they have a small social following, um, then, you know, talk to them and find out how they would like to uh, promote it. You might find out that they do have a really small list, but their list is super engaged and, um, and that could really be a benefit. So um, yeah, just definitely don't rule out people who have small um, communities. Love all of those. I think everyone has a good handle now on how to get started. And thanks to some of these tips you've shared, they have a leg up because they know what to do and what not to do. So thank you for all of this, Mm -hmm. Kate. Um, You mentioned that you have an upcoming bundle that you're kind of putting together. It's percolating in your mind. Tell us about that. And if anyone wants to be involved in it, how can they apply for that? Yeah. So for the next bundle, I would like to niche it down a little bit more. And so I'm looking for people who have a product that is either related to baking or dessert making. So that could be an ebook, it could be templates, it could be a class. Um, you know, I'm, I'm open right now. So if you're interested in participating, then you can go to the link in the show notes. And um, I have a, a little, you know, application where you can just let me know what your product is and give me a little bit of information. And then um, I will get in touch with you. Great. I'm excited to hear about it and hear how it goes. I'm sure it's going to be a wild success. And I'm sure sh- I mean, your numbers before 1200, you're going to double it. (laughs) That would be awesome. I hope so. Let's just claim that for you. You're going to double that. Okay. Done deal. So yes, everyone go check that out in the show notes if you're interested and if you have something that aligns with that. Kate, thank you so much for being here today. You're like an interviewer's dream. You're so fun to talk to and I thoroughly enjoy our chat. So thank you for taking the time for us. Oh, well, thank you. You make it so easy and it's so much fun to talk with you. Oh, well, before we go, we're going to ask you again if you have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to share with food bloggers. Yeah. You know, as I was thinking about this today, I thought of two words. It's not a quote. It's just two words. One is why and one is how. And I have been asking myself these questions like multiple times throughout the day because those words help me identify what is helpful for my community. I always ask myself, why am I sending this out? Why am I doing this recipe? How is this going to be helpful? Um, It helps me when I start to feel resistance coming up. I ask myself, okay, why am I feeling resistant? You know, what can I do about this? Um, And it helps me identify my priorities and important tasks. 
And, uh, you know, I think we all kind of struggle with figuring out which of the many, many, many tasks we need to really focus on. And so the more I keep asking myself, why am I doing this? How does this fit in my goals? How does this lead to the outcome that I want? Um, It's really helping me focus and do what is really going to create the most impact in my business. Oh, my gosh. So profound. Such a... Such a great, simple message there. I absolutely love that you do that. And it helps you to be as efficient as possible, right? Yes. It's, you know, it's something I've definitely been working on and I'm seeing progress. So it's it's very helpful. Um, so if you guys want to go check out Kate's show notes and get that application she was talking about or just see everything that we talked about today, you can go to eblogtalk.com forward slash international desserts blog two. Tell everyone where they can find you online and on social media, Kate. I'm at internationaldessertsblog.com. And then I'm also on Instagram. I just rejoined. I'm trying to be more committed to being on Instagram. Um, and that's my handle is at internationaldessertsblog. Perfect. Everybody go check Kate out. And thank you again so much, Kate, for your time today. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.